Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. Let me tell you about Peter Smith. Peter was the president of the Michael Newton Institute for 10 years before recently being appointed director of the Newton Legacy, a role established to maintain the original philosophy and integrity of Michael's life's work. We'll talk about him, too. He has trained life between lives practitioners all over the world. He is an author, quantum consciousness, hyperenergetics. He founded the Institute for Quantum Consciousness, blending key aspects of quantum physics with journeys out of the body to explore the realms of consciousness. Peter, welcome to the program. Hi there, George. It's great to be here. You come so highly recommended by Barry Eaton. Half our show he spent talking about you. Well, that's very kind of Barry. And uh, you did a regression with him. Tell me what how you do that, by the way. Well... You know, the whole field of hypnotherapy is evolving, really, George. And, you know, my understanding of all of this that I've gathered over many years in the practice is that we can take people down into trance or we can use this human body as a portal to different realms of consciousness. And we can facilitate, uh, if you like, a, an out-of-body experience while still in body. And we take, can take people to these other aspects of themselves that hold great wisdom and healing. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, you've been doing this for a long, long time. How did you get started in this, Peter? Well, to be honest, George, I was a client. Really? uh, Yeah. (laughs) I once had a a corporate career, and I reached a point in that where uh, I looked around the corporate ladder and felt that I might have been climbing the wrong mountain. And uh, so I was very stressed, and I went to my local uh, medical practitioner, and they did what they called relaxotherapy. And they took me into a hypnotic state, and I was just hooked from that moment forward. I always really wanted to be a, a past life therapist because I'd done a few sessions myself and had incredible discoveries. And um, it got even bigger then, and I met Michael Newton. We did the Life Between Lives work, and I spun off into quantum consciousness. And now I... Not even sure I can call myself a hypnotherapist. I'm more a facilitator of consciousness. I love that. Let's talk about the late Michael Newton, if you can. For people who don't know who he was, Peter, tell us about him. Well, you know, Michael Newton was um, a remarkable man. You know, he he was a traditional psychologist in the Hollywood area originally. And, you know, he had a lady that came into his practice once. He even did a PhD in counseling psychology. So this is a pretty serious uh, therapist type of person. And um, he took a lady into her depression and he said, go to the place where uh, the source of your depression, if you like, as we sometimes ask in our field. And she spun off into the afterlife and was standing there in the middle of her soul group with the buddies that she reincarnates with lifetime after lifetime. And in that moment, she was home and her depression evaporated because she had found her friends. Now, Michael was trying to work out exactly where she was and what was going on, and she'd catapulted herself into the Bardo in between lifetimes. Now, this all happened in 1968, George, so it's a long time ago now. Yeah. And from there, he kept exploring, and he took client after client after client into that space beyond uh, what we'd see as past life work, and he developed a whole methodology to take people there and keep them there, for a period of time, you know, that uh, the whole session itself would be something like four hours, and he would uncover incredible intricacies of the lineage of their soul and bring it to that person's conscious awareness to change their life. He was an amazing person. Uh, died in, uh, what, 1960, was it? Something like that? 
Uh, tw- no, 2016. Michael only passed recently. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But he was he was like one of the leaders of this field, wasn't he? Oh, absolutely. He uh, when he started to publish his books in the 90s, he didn't start publishing until he was in his 60s. But um, at that stage, he was such a thorough researcher and spiritual explorer, all wrapped up in one, that he had something like 7,000 cases behind him before he actually started to publish his books. Now, your involvement with him, of course, lasted how many years? Ten years plus? Well, I I was president of his organization for ten years, and then we've restructured now because we're expanding so rapidly. We now have a board with, uh, with seven different directors. And I'm one of those. But yeah, it's, uh, I worked with him closely for that period of time. Uh, there's a few people out there who were lucky enough to be taught by Michael firsthand. But we're continuing that on now that he's passed. And for the last decade or so of his life as well, George, he was pretty retired and a little reclusive, really. Was he amazed at some of the things that were discovered in the hypnotherapy? He was, um, he was so surprised that he kept doing it time and time and time again to prove that he wasn't really imagining a lot of this or he wasn't creating it himself. But, you know, he had people that were having very similar experiences across these many thousands of cases, regardless of their profession, their religious beliefs, um, their demographic, their culture, uh, even their language. They were all going to this incredible place uh, beyond each of their lifetimes where they were greeted by spiritual beings they were debriefed, and they were worked through the setting up of the next life. Life between lives stay. Tell us about that. Well, if we look at reincarnation, and past life therapy has been around for a long, long time. And what a traditional past life therapist will do is they'll take you up and out of this lifetime uh, that we're in right now, and they'll drop into other lifetimes here and there to gain insights or maybe even release some trauma that's... Uh, echoed across from some of these other lives. But with the life between life state, the past life is just the beginning. And we take people along a a timeline that takes them beyond this life into a past life, usually one of great interest and echoing across to this one anyway. And then we move through the, uh, the leaving of the body at the end of that past life and we move beyond time and space into this bardo type state that we christened life between lives or lbl for short and at that stage they're outside of time and space now the beauty of this and you know we can draw some linkages across to um you know time and space being an illusion we Mm -hmm. can go a little bit quantum physics in some of this but ultimately they're in a space of now time so rather than just understand the past life they can understand the sweeping view across the lineage of their soul and we're able to ask questions of our clients like how many times have you incarnated on earth how many times have you incarnated on other planets and the numbers just come somebody will say 45 or you know 96 or 300 whatever it may be because they have that sweeping view unbound by time it is uh, truly remarkable uh, what is happening out there and when we talked with barry uh, eaton uh, he uh talked about the regression that you did with him. Were you surprised at some of the things he said? Look, I was, um, you know, I've I've known Barry a long time, so he and I have a great rapport. Uh, But Barry is a dream client as well, George, because he's he's got some psychic abilities. uh, He's a brilliant astrologer as well. Um, Barry travels easily beyond time and space out of his body. 
And, you know, at sometimes I felt that uh, I was the string and Barry was the kite, and I was just trying <laughs> to hold him in one place. That's right, as he waved around in the wind. That's it. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, so Barry's a, a dream client, really, for somebody like me. And it gives you a chance to explore, you know, very profoundly in terms of, you know, uh, where people can go. And there's the chapter in his book where he was um, uh, a character called Leader. Um, that's L-I-D-A that comes from another dimension that was exploring, you know, uh, the demise of a civilization on another planet. And having conducted that session for Barry, I mean, sometimes the client just continues this amazing journey and, and we just take notes. The Newton legacy that uh, you're now headed uh, will carry on Michael's work. What to, what is the uh, initial uh, thrust of it? Yeah, look, it will. It will. Uh, you know, Michael established this as uh, an incredibly profound journey out of the body, and you know, he said to us, he said, "Take the work further," and he says this at the end of his third book, "The Life Between Lives Hypnotherapy Book." He says, I'm letting this now to the next generation of hypnotherapists to take my work further. And that's what we're doing. My role is really to maintain the original ethics and philosophy, uh, the way in which Michael set it up under that vibration of serving humanity. My role is to ensure as our organization continues to expand and to go further that you know, we maintain the best of the old while still bringing in the new. Peter, when we talk about journeys out of the body, are we talking about astral projection? Well, you know, for, for my mind, and I guess everyone will have their own interpretation, but for my mind, astral projection is really about completely freeing your consciousness out of your body. Mm-hmm. When we do our work, um, our consciousness is both in our body and elsewhere. If you look at the quantum theory of non-locality, you know, I, I think that that's a great way to describe consciousness. You know, in, in my book, I call it everywhereness, because we're both here and we're in all of these other places in unison because we are multidimensional beings. Now, one aspect of us is the client in the chair, but we also have access to all of these other realms of consciousness. And the beauty of that is that we can use the doorway, the person that's sitting in the chair, to make those explorations, and we can actually facilitate through that doorway to find the pieces that they seek. Why is it so important for people to, because I've never been regressed, but why is it so important for people to pick up on their past lives? Well, it does a few things for us. You know, the first thing that the, the understanding of past lives or life between lives, the first thing that goes is the fear of death, George. Mm-hmm. Now, if we all let go of our fear of death, that is the most amazing gift that we could ever really give another person. And I feel that that's one of the great um, gifts that our people offer to their clients is to be able to do that. Secondly, to understand that you are in touch with, you know, your multidimensional self. For example, uh, if you've existed in other realities, um, other realms of consciousness, for you to introduce your soul self that has lived many times to your human self that in itself can be a transcendent experience that changes the way you look at life. Ultimately, people from that moment forward, they understand and they live their life from being spiritual beings having a human experience rather than being the old human being that has the every now and then spiritual experience. Are we dealing with other dimensions? What, what are we dealing with in terms of the complexity of what's out there? A multi-universe? What, what's out there? 
Well, I, I believe the universe, um, you know, is a, a multi-layered, multi-dimensional creature in itself. And we are, if you like, the, the organisms that inhabit this huge beast that we call the universe. Now, you know, we exist in many dimensions. If you, you try and summarise the universe a little bit, I guess that everything is energy, as many have said before. And the infrastructure that underpins the whole universe is that energy. Now, consciousness brings the fabric of the universe to life. And our awareness is the tool by which we can explore that consciousness. At the moment, we're having a conversation that's, you know, um, George at your end, Pete at my end. But beyond us, there is so much more happening. We are simply a doorway to so many other realms of consciousness. You know, people used to talk about past lives, and every time I'd take somebody, you know, back when I was just doing that type of work, I'd take somebody into a past life, and, and they were writhing on the ground in the Colosseum as they were devoured by a lion, or, you know, they were a Native American who'd just been shot, and they would describe the wound that they'd just received. You know, ancient battlefields where people would describe to me the clash of armour, and the, the collision between, you know, horses and that sort of stuff. I mean, in, sometimes we can call these past lives, but my experience was that they were unfolding in the chair in that moment of now. And what do you, when you talk about quantum consciousness, what exactly, Peter, is that? Well, you know, consciousness has always been my pursuit, I guess, George. And when I started to look at quantum physics... You know, I started to get a little bit interested. You know, there was a, a bit of hype many years ago. We saw What the Bleep and, you know, other mm -hmm. things like that that were starting to bring quantum physics into uh, a language that could be understood by the average person. So I thought that was fantastic. And the further I got into quantum physics, the more I understood that it underpinned and confirmed a lot of the spiritual principles. For example, um, you know, a quantum physicist will tell you that the whole universe is made up of energy. And, you know, a spiritual teacher will tell you that everything is energetic and that we send energy, energy can transfer between people. You know, a quantum physicist will call that quantum entanglement. So the further we went into this, the more I realized that, you know, it's, I think it was Einstein that said that time was an illusion. And, you know, the only reason we have uh, the present moment is to stop the past colliding with the future. And whenever I'd regress somebody, even in my early days as a hypnotherapist, we'd go back to childhood and somebody, you know, age 60 would still be struggling with the trauma that they felt at age five. For them, in their subconscious mind, there is no time, there is only energy. So they were still held back by some of their childhood um, traumas. And it's fascinating to think that that's, that stuff is still there beneath the surface. But in this physical realm, we need linear time. But it's not the true language of the universe. Are there alternative realities, or are there just this one? I believe there are alternate realities. And when I started to listen to quantum physics, and they would talk about the fact that, you know, there's alternate realities, and we make a decision. Do we make a decision and go in that direction or that direction, or do we go in both? You know, and you start to think about the, the many worlds interpretation that Hugh Everett put together in his... Um, doctoral thesis back in 1957 when he first postulated that, you know, rather than the collapse of the wave functions, things continue on in all of their different probabilities. So I started to experiment with that principle and I said, well, if I've made decisions, big life-changing decisions, and I've gone in, in different directions, 
then surely I should be able to have access to those because if we've come from the same source of subatomic particles, I should be entangled with my other selves. So we started to experiment and we started to host conversations between me and other versions of me. And, you know, we tried this out ourselves first and then we took it out and started to teach people how to do it. So in this moment, there is versions of Peter Smith who are living different lives in parallel universes, if you call them. We call them alternate realities, just for the sake of the parallels really being how we call past lives now. And we started to have these conversations. Now, the fabric of the universe is um, an illusion as well. And just by creating our intention, we can have conversations with other versions of ourselves that have taken different paths. And we've been hosting these conversations for some years now. I was going to say, can we become aware of our other selves? And uh, that answer is yes. Yes. The, and the way we do that, you know, we, we live in a physical reality, but we know that from near-death experiences, we know from out-of-body experiences, astral traveling, we know that consciousness can be freed from the body. So whilst I can't, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in the, um, in the lounge room here at home in, in Melbourne, now, I can't, uh, I can't step immediately into another reality at this time, and we haven't worked out how to do that, but I can allow my consciousness to move out into this multidimensional universe in a way that uses quantum entanglement as a principle that calls forward to me another aspect of me. Would that be remote viewing? Or an aspect of it? Uh, look, I'm sure it has some similarities. Mm -hmm. um, remote viewing really has a purpose not necessarily to visit um, our other versions of ourselves but more to maybe explore things in this reality right um, and I know that the government have used that to look for missile silos and that sort of thing before but for this one it's like my consciousness can cross the veil into another reality and understand the details of another version of myself Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.